Hello, America! Hey, America! Woo-woo. We are back after a few months. Oh, yeah. It's been... It has not been a few months. <laughs> it's been, been like... A month. A couple of weeks. A couple of weeks. Um, this is Cass and Dara, if you didn't remember our names. Mm-hmm. This is our seventh? Sixth? Eighth episode? Seventh. One of those. One of our episodes of Mayhaps, Mm -hmm. and we are so excited to be back with you guys. We know it's Mm -hmm. been just a little minute, Uh and we've had a lot of concern. Oh, is the podcast gone? Is it not? No, it's not gone. We had a brief hiatus. We've been preparing. Viewers have been very on the edge of their seat waiting for another episode. We've kind of gotten a lot of threats. Um, (laughs) Not bad threats, like encouraging threats, but we did have gotten a lot of people messaging us asking where's our next episode well america here it is here it is here is our next episode and a big part of the reason we are doing this episode is really out of self-preservation so we (laughs) stop getting the threats (laughs) just kidding just Just kidding kidding. no we do it because we love our viewers and we want the opportunity to um talk about our lives i guess to inform educate transform inform educate transform and transport, and transport exactly. you guys and ourselves too because exactly. we are just a part of this podcast is you guys <laughs> that is what we are yes well but, i'm yeah, trying we okay i'm it. trying to make us uh, sound yeah, not all right focused on ourselves <laughs> we are not america trust me we are focused on you guys well we're focused on jesus first, first jesus first jesus then others then others anyways so we wanted to give a couple of reasons why we've been out for so long. And one of them was that, as many of you know, this is now the month of May. And yesterday was Cinco de Mayo and everything's mm-hmm. May now. And coincidence, no, not a coincidence, actually. May, fun fact, was actually named after our podcast, <laughs> Mayhaps. And so we wanted to give a little bit of time cushion before we release this episode mm-hmm. so we could have this big grand mm-hmm. entrance in May. So. In May. May is a big deal to Mayhaps. Yeah. They work um, cohesively together. So. They do. <laughs> so this is the first Mayhaps in May. In dun, May. Dun, dun, dun. Big deal. Yeah. Very big deal. So America, go ahead. Go celebrate. Go celebrate this special <laughs> moment. Go get yourself a cupcake or something. A cookie. Mm. Maybe some... <laughs> some notes. If you want Mayhaps. some else, go yeah. for it. Yeah. So today is Say Stay Mayo. Put that on your calendars because mm-hmm. that is the real enchilada. Am I right? You are correct. (laughs) All right, before we get too much farther down this crazy train, let's talk about what we've been doing since our last episode. So, Dara, you want to tell us about your life? Life updates. Life updates. So, for the last month or month to month and a half almost, Mm -hmm. um, we have been in quarantine. um, And that has been an interesting experience because we've been at home a lot. But I've been very blessed to have a wonderful family to spend this time with. Um, it's been focused on family and school and just doing things around my house, getting a lot of projects done. So that's been really exciting. I actually finished school in the next, hopefully two days. Mm. <laughs> I finished in the next two days. That makes sense. Continue. Yes, please. Um, so with that all being said, God is good and has blessed this time and I hope to redeem and continue to redeem this time for his mm-hmm. glory. Um, but update updates on you. Well, updates on me, very similar to yours, I guess. Um, general update, yeah, we're in quarantine, been spending a lot of time with my family. And I have realized that it is, I mean, at the beginning, when we were first all quarantined, 
we were like really sad. But I've actually, I've kind of loved quarantine because mm-hmm. I've gotten to spend time with family and like really close friends, like people who are just about family. Mm-hmm. And um, it's been, since I haven't like had the opportunity to spend time with other people that I love, I've gotten to spend time with these people that I love that a lot of times I take for granted. And it has been actually really, really amazing. I've loved spending time with my little sister and then my older siblings will come over a lot and we'll spend time with them and do family things. And even just like having conversations with my parents has mm-hmm. been great. And yeah, that's been really good. It makes you think about um, what life is going to be like when quarantine ends. Yeah. It's not that I'm not excited for things that are outside of quarantine. Like I'm definitely excited like for work and for dance to come back and for school. But I think quarantine and time spent resting um has made a lot of people just really evaluate their lives and so when we go back hopefully there's a lot of change in the lives of all those around us to make sure that we are spending our time in a way that's actually productive um, and is worth spending our time not wasting it you know yeah and I think a lot of people are going to go back from quarantine not um just taking things for granted I think people are going to appreciate more things so that'll be nice one of the things I love seeing like with our neighbors and stuff is like dads playing with their kids Mm -hmm. and stuff like our neighbors the other day were playing volleyball like a dad and a couple of his kids and I heard them laughing and carrying on and just having a great time and I was like if quarantine ever happened that dad would be at work and like Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be able to have that really great time so I hope that like fathers engage their children Mm -hmm. and moms who work engage their children and the family unit just gets stronger from this that'd be really incredible to see yeah i love seeing all the families bike riding <laughs> it's so precious yeah and i hope that continues on i know i've been bike riding a lot yeah a lot and i i guess usually i would be too busy to go bike riding but i've been mm-hmm. bike riding a lot with my family and i love it and that's something i want to keep up yeah after quarantine even just people being outside yeah because, like, we can't go to the movies or go bowling or mm-hmm. shopping or whatever, you know? So people mm-hmm. have to find their entertainment outside. And it's, I feel like a lot of times outdoor entertainment is just more productive. You know, it's mm-hmm. playing sports or it's exercising or it's mm-hmm. biking or whatever it is. And I really love seeing that. People getting out in nature, you know? Mm-hmm. Getting off the screens, getting out of the distractions and into the world. They're transporting themselves, transporting. if you will. It's really cool. It's one of the three most important pillars so exactly shout out to you guys important (laughs) so have you done um because I know like I said I've been doing a lot of projects have you done any projects around here yeah we've been doing a lot of projects um my dad is very very much into projects so we've done all kinds of things we like redid some buildings we've done been doing house repairs I've been doing a lot of weeding and planting and gardening type things um just all kinds of outdoor projects mostly Mm -hmm. it's been really good one thing we actually Dara wanted we wanted to share with them was our lessons that we've been you know learning right Mm because a few weeks ago on one of our podcasts episodes we told you guys how we always have wanted to teach each other our different skills. Because mm-hmm. Dara and I have very, I guess, complementary hmm? complimentary mm-hmm. skills. Yeah. We don't have any of the same skills in a lot of areas. <laughs> <laughs> so we always wanted to give lessons. So yeah. we actually have been um, working towards that, Dara? Yep. Mm-hmm. You wanna... So like 
like we said in previous episodes, how we decided to use those differing skills to teach one another mm-hmm. so we can be the best that we can be. Iron right? sharpens iron. Mm-hmm. Iron sharpens iron, exactly. <laughs> so, something that I have been teaching Cass is a cartwheel. Cass mm-hmm. has always wanted to learn gymna- gymnastics, <laughs> and I used to do gymnastics. So, Cass has been working very diligently and hard on that. Um, and something that I am not talented at is anything to do with music. And so... <laughs> Cass is very talented at music, so she's been teaching me some music, um, and I've been working hard at that. Right, so I was going to demonstrate um, a cartwheel for you guys, and then Dara was going to demonstrate some music, mm-hmm. so I'll just go ahead and do mine real quick. Well, that was... <laughs> Cass, I like I know I I know I'm I'm your coach and I've trained you but I'm just so pleased with how much you've improved your cartwheel that was so beautiful thank you thank you you thank still you. have a little more work to do but hey. you'll get there look hey look you went from zero to like to like 82.5 okay okay so okay. you just got a little bit more but you'll get there. 82.5 is good. Yeah. That is very, very nice cartwheel. So well done. Thank well you. done, Thank Cassandra you. Hansen. Thank you. I have been working really, really hard, and I'm just, i got to say, I'm pretty impressed with myself. <laughs> hey, I'm pretty impressed with you, too. I just wish America could see your cartwheel. They would have loved they it. They can. Tears in their they eyes. They can see it in their head. In their heads, they can. Right. So America, America, imagine it. It was 82.5. Remember that. <laughs> Out of 83. (laughs) Anyways, you guys, the big moment that you've all been waiting for is Dara's performance of her music that I've been teaching her. And I don't want to brag, but I guess I really am a good teacher because Dara has taken off. She is at a whole new level, surpassed me. You know, the the Padawan has become the master. So, Dara, you want to take it away? That was so sweet of you. Okay, you ready? Yep, here we go. America, let me. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? America, let me just little give you a little background. I'm gonna be playing some instruments and singing. Okay, here we go. Here's the background. You guys, if you've ever taught someone something from scratch, you know, and they had mm-hmm. nothing, and then you've seen them grow into just such Thank a you. wonderful artist. <laughs> Thank you. It's the best feeling. Dara, I couldn't be more pleased with your progress. 
That was incredible. That, wow. That was incredible. Thank I noticed you. that your voice actually got a lot lower. Do you want to Yeah, I mean, I used to sing a lot, and it never right. sounded good, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then your training... I think when I just opened up my diaphragm and really let out my voice, you know, got my true voice out there, that's my true voice. Right. Right. (laughs) So really you're just lacking the training and now... Mm -hmm. Now it's out there. Um, Thank... But it's all because of you. Hey. You trained me. Hey. I only have what I work with to work with. (laughs) (laughs) You know when someone lays down on the ground and they cross their arms and you push on their chest and they laugh and it shows they're real. (laughs) Right. Well, if you sing instead of laugh... That's what comes out is oh, your real voice. Your real voice. Mm-hmm. Maybe on the next episode we'll teach you guys how to do that. Yeah. And you can all be as talented as Dara. That sounded like a, a whole lot of instruments. Hands, feet. She had an instrument on each hand and on each foot. <laughs> and she was singing. You guys, <laughs> just bravo to Dara. Bravo. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Actually, fun fact. I actually auditioned for an opera once. Really? This is a real story. When I <laughs> was probably... Eight, nine, ten, around that area. <coughs> Excuse me again. Um, I, my my friend's dad worked at the Harrison Opera House, and they had this Italian show going on. And because he worked there, he knew all about the upcoming shows. He was a tech person there, and they he knew that the upcoming show needed kids to audition for it. Mm-hmm. And so since I was friends with his daughters, um, me and all of his daughters, my mom had us audition. Right. And so I just remember dressing up in a red, nice shirt. Mm-hmm. Um, and we went backstage, and there was probably around 100 kids here. And they made us sing happy birthday. <laughs> and it was very nerve-wracking because I right. have not been trained in music at all. Well, you hadn't. I hadn't at that, at that point. point. Right. Um, but everyone else there had except my friends. So mm-hmm. it was just kind of us. Um, <laughs> and it was very nerve-wracking. They said, had us sing happy birthday individually. Oh. And then they split us up into two groups. Uh-huh. And the groups would sing happy birthday together. You could kind of tell that one group was the good group and one group was the bad group. Which group were you in the good? You know, I would like to say it was the good. <laughs> it definitely was not the good, but it was a learning experience. Right. You know what? And I I did not make it into that opera. Hmm. Had I ever sang opera before? No. Had I ever sang Happy Birthday? Yes. Right. But you so know you what? did have the experience. I That's had some sort of experience, but I guess it wasn't the experience they were Sometimes looking for. They, they just don't recognize talent. And yeah. so much talent just goes out the window just because yeah. people aren't seen. You know, yeah. So so little 10-year-old me yeah. didn't make it into right. the show. It's it's a hard world in auditioning for theater and for yeah. entertainment. It's a hard industry. You would know. But I've been trained now. So yeah. watch out, world. Watch out, America. We're coming back. She's because coming. of Cass's coaching, see me there. So if you see Dara on stage with a hundred kids singing happy birthday, you'll know why. <laughs> you'll know why. She's reliving the glory days. <laughs> Chasing her dreams. So one of the things, I actually forgot to tell you guys, one of the projects that we did um, with my family was building a new roof because we had like this little shed thing and it was like getting all broken down and stuff and so we had to fix it all up, and then me and my little sister went on, we screwed on a little roof on it, Mm -hmm. and um, that was just a really fun project, and Mm -hmm. it reminded, Dara and I were talking about this nice roof, and Mm -hmm. um, we we reminded ourselves of (laughs) a uh, story, a little story, a nice story, a good life update, yeah, 
because we've given you the current ones, but mm -hmm. the past life updates we didn't give you yet. So this happened, what, 2014, 2015, 2013? It was 2013. Was it, it was 2013? 2013. Yeah, because it was when I had my purple shorts that I loved mm -hmm. so much. I loved those purple shorts. Mm -hmm. And so one time... Dara and I. Maybe it was 2012 then. Was it? I don't oh, know. Oh, I was, did love those purple shorts. It was shorts either of those years, 2012 or 2013. After that, they were gone. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> so we were outside. It was Bible camp season. So mm -hmm. there's people at the house. There's always people at the house during Bible camp season. And we were outside on the roof of our barn. Uh -huh. So it's just Cass and I. Just yeah, Cass and just I. Just Dara and I hanging out. We don't know why. The roof's the cool kids' roof spot. Is you know? the cool place. You hang on the roof. So we're up there on the roof. And we were like, oh, we got to get down fast. And so we slid down the roof just a well, little Cass, bit. Well, Cass, I was like, Cass, how do we get off this roof? Because mm -hmm. if you look at the barn, there's one roof and then there's a taller roof. Mm -hmm. um, and so you have to slide from the taller roof onto the lower roof. And then you crawl into the fence and get off. Right. But I didn't really quite know how to slide <laughs> off. So Cass showed me. And she did it perfectly, effortlessly. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> but then I went, <laughs> slid off. It was fine. I slid off. Right, right. Then I looked at my leg. I had apparently slid off on a screw, and so or on a nail, something. It had um, caught her. It had her caught pants my had pants. Caught. And so these are jean shorts, and they were actually Cass's jean shorts because I needed <laughs> to borrow pants. Were they really? <laughs> they really were. Hey. <laughs> you knew that though. You knew that I, in the moment. You did. I was like, I Cass, can I borrow pants? And then I, I went on it, and these jean shorts went down to my knees, and it hit like right above my knee, right on the pants. And went all the way up. All like, the way all up. All the way up to the butt. All Very the way much. up. <laughs> Could not wear those And shorts. it was completely ripped, flapping open, and <laughs> it was very rough. And I was like, Cass, we got to go inside. And I knew you were really sad about your shorts, and I felt so bad. Oh, I did not remember that those yeah, were shorts. Yeah, they were your shorts. Um, but then we went inside, and we changed. Yeah, I well, we had to run past all the people who were at my house. So what we had yes. to do was take, Dara had to take her shirt, and she like... Covered it over her butt. She, we were like sprinting inside, ran upstairs to my room. Dara changed her pants and we were like, hey, let's get back on the let's roof. Let's get back <laughs> on the roof. So we go back up to the roof. And, you know, again, <laughs> we're on the roof having a good old time. For some reason, we had to slide down again. We were like, All right, let's, let's slide down. So Dara, of course, she knew the steps. I knew, knew how to drill. get the nail. I went down to avoid that nail. She did. But you know who didn't know? <laughs> it was me. So I slid down the roof and boom, there it was. Ripped my pants right in the butt again. My right favorite in the purple exact pants. spot that I ripped my pants probably 10 minutes earlier. Yeah, it was, uh, we didn't learn. So again, Cass took her shirt, punched it over her butt, sprinted inside, changed pants. We didn't go back on the roof after Did that. Did not go back on the roof. But, um, yeah, that was a good that was a good learning experience for us. So if you want to know if Cass and I are similar in a lot of ways, like yes, we talked about our differences, but we are very similar, especially when it comes to our pants yes. and sliding down roofs. We will definitely rip them. We will. But you will be very delighted to hear that we have not ripped our pants on roof since then, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. No, not, not that on I a roof. remember, so we'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. We'll yeah. go with that. We really learned since 2013, 2012. It's been a good experience. It's been a good, good little jaunt down memory lane. Yeah. So in that time of the roof and our pants, what one thing we were really going through when we were running to the house is uncertainty. How are we going to keep mm. from getting people seeing us <laughs> in these pants? So we 
wow. sprinted to the house and we were very uncertain. So one thing we wanted to talk about <laughs> for today was overcoming uncertainty and also like being urgent mm-hmm. with your time yeah. and with what God has called you to do. You want to start us out on that door? Yeah. So regarding urgency, I think this has been something on my mind a lot for probably the last year, but especially these past few weeks. Um, I've recently been been reading Radical by David Platt. Mm-hmm. And Radical is, you should definitely read it. It's an incredible book. Um, and it's all about how to live a life fully forsaking the things of the world and living for Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and it goes through a lot of aspects of the American church and American Christian livelihoods and how we're often just comfortable like Mm -hmm. we live comfortable lives and think that's enough for Christ but we're not living the urgency that the gospel calls for like the gospel is urgent Christ could come back right now Christ could come back tomorrow he could come back in 100 years none of us know Mm -hmm. but because of that we need to be living a life that is 100% for him and 100% ready for Christ to come back. We should be living a life that is forsaking everything, even things that are good. Like we may, like in um, the Gospels, it talks about how there was a man and he wanted to, like Jesus said, to come follow him. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, let me go tell my family goodbye first. And Jesus says, no, you come with me now. Mm-hmm. And it's not that his family was bad, but Jesus knew that the gospel and Christ comes first. God comes first yeah. before the things of this world. Um, and so that's been something I've been thinking about a lot recently is, is my life a comfortable life? Mm-hmm. Or am I living, abandoning the things of this world so that I can fully pursue the Lord? Because that's what's yeah. going to matter. That's what's going to be eternal significant it's going to be of eternal significance it's not going to be the things of this world and I think it's easy especially here in America to assume that we are living fully devoted to God and obedience um Mm -hmm. and radically I'd say when we're really not when you think of um like the underground churches in China he goes through a lot of his experience with that and how Mm -hmm they all had to sneak around and many of their church congregation were killed on the streets and were dying and they were all fearful and they spent literally like eight to 12 hours a day just praying and talking about God. And it's like, okay, we spent 20 minutes a day. Like, Mm -hmm. and when was the last time like we went out and shared the gospel, you know, Mm -hmm. like what are we doing to radically live for the Lord? So it's been something that I've been thinking about a lot recently which I think has been a big blessing with the quarantine is just to have so much time to ponder my life Mm -hmm. um, and to think about, okay, how, like, the gospel is so urgent. If we don't spread the gospel, if Christ came back right now and people didn't know Jesus and they didn't accept him into their heart and they went to hell, like, how would we feel, you know? That would be awful. Um, When we, we have this good news, we should be going out and sharing that. Yeah, definitely. That part about, like, Christ coming back is something that I keep in my head a lot mm-hmm. when I'm trying to remind myself, like, the news of the gospel is urgent, mm-hmm. and we are called to fear God and obey his commandments. Like, Ecclesiastes says, that's man's all. Mm-hmm. That's literally the 
um, who was it that wrote Ecclesiastes? He goes, he goes through the whole, like everything that happens in life, you know, and he has all this wisdom and he's done all these things. And he's like, this is the gist of it. People like fear God and follow his commandments. And what does he command us to do? Go therefore and make disciples, you know, Mm -hmm. go share his word. And that's something that it talks about in Matthew is like, and Jesus says he's coming quickly. We don't know the day or hour that he'll be Mm -hmm. here. You know, we'll be living our normal lives and we might be living our comfortable lives. We might be living our radical lives, but we'll be living our life and we won't know when he comes back until he comes back. Mm -hmm. And what are we going to be doing in that time? So that's something that I try to like remember Mm -hmm. that motivates me to live for Christ, which (laughs) I am not perfect. (laughs) Definitely have a lot of growth to do. Um, but that's something that I like to remember is like, if Jesus came back right now, what am I doing? Am I watching a TV show? Am I sitting on my phone? Am I sitting here? Or am I like doing something that he's called me to do? Am I in prayer with him? Or am I like getting ready for Bible camps or like, what am I doing? That is his work that I should be doing. So that's just, yeah, that's a really good one to remember. I think that also it's important to be able to sacrifice, like you were saying, sacrifice anything for Christ. And Mm -hmm. that might even be something good. I know we were talking the other day about um, Abraham and how he was called to sacrifice Isaac. Mm -hmm. And that was such, like, the ultimate sacrifice for him. You know, that's his son. And God called him, no, I want you to sacrifice your son to me. And even in that day, that wasn't something that would have been extremely acceptable, like, to literally kill your son and sacrifice him. So it would have been something that's, um, would have been attached to Moses, <laughs> Moses Abraham <laughs> for a while. But, um, yeah, it just reminds me of how much you need to be willing to sacrifice anything for the Lord, even if it's something that's good mm-hmm. and just forsake all and follow him. You know, he told the disciples and he told all kinds of people like the scribe you were talking about earlier that you need to just follow the follow him you know don't waste time don't stick behind and try to figure out the earthly things that you need to figure out just chase after him and do it now because we don't have much time on earth we have Mm -hmm. 80 100 years maybe and that's it so yeah there's this quote by james frazier and he says if our master returned today to find millions of people unevangelized and looked as of course he would look to us for an explanation I cannot imagine what we should have to give. Mm. Of one thing I'm certain, that most of the excuses we're accustomed to make with such good conscience now, we will be wholly ashamed of then. Mm. Um, I think that has been very convicting to me because I think right now we are called to spread the gospel and it's easy to be like, I don't know, to put it off, I guess. Um, And to put things, it's easy to think we have all the time in the world. Yeah. But we don't. We don't. Yeah. And we are, God wants us to do things now for his kingdom. Yeah. And reading Radical <clears throat> has really been encouraging um, because it's very motivating. Like, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, like, yeah, I want to just yeah. go live 100% for Jesus and literally forsake all of my passions that I have right now that aren't of eternal significance. Mm-hmm. Um, and just fully focus on ministry because that is where I feel so much more content and peaceful and it's like I want to look back and be like I gave everything for Jesus um I didn't just pursue earthly things um 
And something that David Platt says in one of his sermons is, what will mark your life? An indecisive mind or an undivided heart? Mm-hmm. And what he's meaning here is it's often easy for people to want to get involved in ministry. And there are so many ministries out there, and this is something I have a problem with, um, is the fact that there's so many different things in life that I want to do. Like, yeah. I want to go fight this injustice, but I also want to go minister here, but I also know I'm supposed to minister at home, and I want to do Bible studies, and I want to help the homeless, and, like, there's just so much I want to do in life. And mm-hmm. we can do a lot, but we also are the body of Christ, and so we're supposed to do what God has called us to do because you can't do everything. But a problem that a lot of people have, myself included, um, and it's something I want to get better at, is because of our indecisive mind, we often don't do anything. Mm -hmm. We just put it off. We're like, okay, well, I'm not not sure. Like, maybe by next week I'll know what I want to do. Yeah. Um, But then it comes next week and you still don't know. It's like, okay, by the next week I'll know what I want to do and Mm -hmm. what I want to pursue. But it comes next week, and you still don't know. And then it becomes the next year, and then it becomes the year after that. And then it becomes your whole life, and you look back, and you didn't do anything because you were so indecisive. Yeah. Um, and so what David Platt is saying is we should have an undivided heart, fully pursuing God and his plan and taking action. Mm-hmm. I think one of his big emphasis through his book um, and through his sermons is the fact that the American church is just not taking action like we should be we're just too comfortable we take action in you know getting better worship sanctuaries like we'll pay millions of dollars for that things of the flesh things that are not of eternal significance but we are only like like okay for one example this is just one little example Mm he um and this doesn't really have to do with uncertainty but just just bear with me on this little rabbit trail. <laughs> he read two articles on a Christian website that were right next to each other. One was saying, like, they were so proud of this church, this Baptist church that raised, that had 23 million, they spent $23 million on their sanctuary and got it all great looking. And then the article right next to it was how proud they were of this Baptist church for raising so much money to help the poor mm-hmm. and hungry in some other country. And I believe the country was Haiti. And he opened up that article, and they had only paid $5,000. They had only raised $5,000 to help the hungry and the poor, and they had spent $23 million on a new sanctuary. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, well, that's that's not where our heart should be at. Like, what are we doing of eternal significance? What are we doing yeah. to help the people that God has called us to help? Mm-hmm. But with that, going back now to what it, we were are talking about with the undecisiveness and with the uncertainty we should take action and we have to follow God's will with that. Cass, mm-hmm. do you have any thoughts? Um that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> one well one thing that keeps coming back into my mind as you're talking is like the beam of judgment mm-hmm. and how as Christians a lot of times the reason we get complacent is because well, I think one of the reasons we can get complacent is because we're like, well, we're saved, you know, I'm following Jesus, I'm doing mm-hmm. the things I'm supposed to be doing, you know, mm-hmm. I'm staying away from... I go from, to church. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to church, I'm like reading my Bible, I'll do my devotional and stuff, you know, but we're fitting God into our lives instead of fitting our lives into God's plan, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. So one thing that 
again, I think is important to focus on is the Bema judgment because Mm -hmm. scripture says like everything you do will come under judgment. And it's not just saying that to the non-believers. It's saying that to believers. And a lot of times Mm -hmm. we think, oh, well, believer or non-believers will go through a judgment, but Christians, we just get zapped straight to heaven. Oh, woo, party time for us. Greatest day ever. And yes, it will be amazing. It'll be, I mean, glorious beyond anything we could imagine. But we have to remember that there's the white throne judgment for the Mm non-believers and everyone who goes through white throne judgment will go to hell. And there is the Bema judgment for believers. And that's where the things that we do on earth will be refined and go through the refiner's fire and we'll see what was of eternal significance and what was not. Mm -hmm. And that's when we'll get like the crowns of like life and faith and all of those different things that we get to cast at Jesus' feet. But that's something that's really important to remember is like what we do now is going to be judged mm-hmm. not in a salvation way but as in the way like the servant was judged by his master in the parable of the talents when his master came back and he had given five talents to the one he gave two talents to the other and he gave one talent to the last servant and the servant who had the one talent and it wasn't like he took it and like went and had a giant party with it or he didn't go and like spend it all on alcohol or something you know Mm -hmm. he didn't do some blatantly wicked like thing with it but he didn't do anything Mm -hmm. and the master cast him out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth and he said like you wicked lazy servant Mm -hmm. and I think that's something that like that should kind of strike Mm -hmm. a chord in our hearts like oh my goodness, I don't want to be like that Mm because God has given us resources, especially in America. We are so abundantly blessed with Mm -hmm. any kind of physical resource that we could have. I mean, so much more than a lot of these other churches, like the one you're talking about that David Platt talks about. And yet, what are we doing with it? Are Mm -hmm. we doing things that are of eternal significance like those other churches are Mm -hmm. with the abundant resources? Or are we letting those resources become a weight that drags us down and Mm. turns our hearts away from the Lord because we're being too engrossed and too focused on like Mm -hmm. the $23 million sanctuary. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important to remember that yes, our time is limited and yes, God has given us resources and yes, everything will come under judgment. So what are we doing with those? We don't Mm want to be that servant who Mm -hmm. buries his talent and who doesn't use it because he was indecisive or because he was complacent. We have to be the five talent, you know, who Mm -hmm. bought and sold and traded and he made more out of what his master had given him. Mm -hmm. But it's really, it's really easy to fall back into that complacency, Mm -hmm. especially if you, if you feel like a time like this, you know, when you can't do all that much, but Mm -hmm. there's so much you can do. Like how much time are we spending in prayer and how much Mm -hmm. are we getting distracted? I know one thing for me is like, it's easy for me to get distracted spending time with my family and sometimes I'll let that be a purposeful distraction because I'll be like well I don't really like feel like spending two hours in prayer or whatever Mm -hmm. I don't know and so I'll have my little sister will be in her room or something and I'll go and I'll be like hey Mo what's up and that is a really good thing like I should be like talking to Mariah and spending time with her and stuff but was I called to go talk to her or was I called to go pray right Mm -hmm. then And that's something that you have to really be in tune with the Holy Spirit to understand what you're supposed to be doing in those moments and spending your time wisely, basically Mm -hmm. spending your time wisely and resources. Yeah. So if you're uncertain, 
not like being uncertain of the future like let's say you have are graduating high school and you're deciding on what college to go to like that's something you're gonna have is often you're gonna be uncertain but that doesn't mean you become complacent right you trust in the lord and you use your time diligently and as sat and as it says in proverbs 3 5 and 6 trust in the lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding yeah. in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight he will make your path straight he'll make mm-hmm. it clear to you and so there shouldn't be an abundance of uncertainty and even if there is uncertainty in a moment that doesn't mean that you stop that doesn't mean that you just wait around saying okay i'll just lay in my bed for the next few weeks and then god will bam tell me what i'm gonna do like yeah. no you can still minister whether that be in your family like i know at this time of quarantine there aren't a lot of things that you can actually do outside there are if you look depending on the person yeah there's yet. definitely opportunities there are definitely opportunities so take hold of those opportunities or maybe that opportunity that god wants you to pour into is just your family yeah um but there's never a time when we are called to just not minister. Yeah. Like, even on, for instance, a lot of people, not that they don't minister, because a lot of people do minister on the Sabbath day, but they take that day as a rest day. Mm-hmm. But it's not just a rest day, it's a day dedicated to the Lord. Yeah. Where you you fellowship and you grow your relationship, too, with the Lord. Like, every mm-hmm. moment should be dedicated to the Lord. Um, yeah. So... Don't be complacent. If you're uncertain of what the future holds, still keep walking the course that God has for you. Yeah. And see what you can do. See what, look at your life, examine it. This is the perfect time to examine your life. See Mm -hmm. what are the things that are distracting you from Christ. Mm -hmm. Even if they seem like okay things, like what are are the things that God wants you to do? Like follow that course. And what can we do of eternal significance that is going to spread the gospel and glorify God. Yeah. And speaking to that uncertainty, there will be uncertainties in life, Mm -hmm. but your life as a whole will never be uncertain Mm -hmm. as a believer. For sure. um, I'm reminded of the Corey Ten Boom quote. She says, um, never be afraid to trust an unknown future to Mm -hmm. a known God. I think that's how it goes. Mm -hmm. I think it was Corey. And um, that's a really good thing to remember, you know, we'll have uncertainties in life. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know where I'm going to be in a few years. Mm -hmm. I don't know exactly what my plan is Mm -hmm. as soon as I graduate. But, like, these are things that I know are in God's hands. Mm -hmm. And you have to remember that they are in God's hands. So you will have uncertainties, but not in your entire life. Mm -hmm. Not in, like, your heart. You know, you're you're certain that God will work things out. And they're more, like, unknowns. It's more, like, unknown logistical aspects Mm -hmm. than unknown heart aspects like yeah. your heart should be at peace knowing that god is holding your future in his hands yeah but you may not know what that future entails yeah but you're not scared yeah because there god should never it. be like a, an aspect it should never of be fear a fear yeah or doubt one thing that um we were always taught to look for is like when there's fear uncertainty and doubt watch out because like just be careful because those are the tools a lot of times that satan uses to like get to people you know mm-hmm. god's not instilling a spirit of fear in us so watch out for fear and uncertainty and doubt and be certain that god has a plan don't be fearful Mm -hmm. be confident in christ and be confident in the path that he has for you and the way to do that and grow that confidence is spending time with him so Mm -hmm. do that
Yep. Should I tell myself that? <laughs> Do that, Cass. <laughs> but, yeah. Fear, uncertainty, doubt. Be confident in Christ. Be confident in Christ. Live for him. Be diligent. Forsake the world. We don't need this world. We don't, we don't need, need the, the culture. Yeah. Don't act like it. Act like Christ. Right? Act like Christ. Right. Right. <laughs> Any other thoughts? Um, I don't know. They're probably in there somewhere, but we'll leave it for another time. There's so much to talk about with that. Because yeah. that's literally like the essence of our lives. I know. <laughs> you know we're t- that's what we're supposed to be doing with every moment. Serving the Lord. That's such a radical thought. Yeah. Like, like oh. Oh, oh radical. radical. Oh. <laughs> well, shout out to old Mr. Platt old there. Mr. Platt. <laughs> But it really is such a radical thought. And imagine, like, every thought you have dedicated to Christ. Mm -hmm. That is something that we should be living. That's something Mm -hmm. that shouldn't seem so crazy to us. And it's it's exciting. Yeah. When you think about, like, the opportunities that, like, that we could have and that we could go do for Christ. Like, that's so exciting. Yeah. And to think about that beam of judgment. And if we have been faithful to the Lord with using this time and redeeming it, yeah. that is going to be such a glorious day. We don't want to get to that time mm-hmm. and be like, oh, why didn't I do more? Like, yeah. why didn't I do that more? You don't want to waste your life. Yeah. You want to use it for Christ. One thing that Crazy Love talks about is the lukewarm Christian. Mm-hmm. And it has, like, a little definition of the lukewarm Christian. And it, it, gives, the, it gives the disclaimer, like, this isn't a comprehensive list or anything. You know, I'm not pretending to be God with defining it. But it gives, like, some guidelines that you can look out for in your life of becoming lukewarm and it's so convicting like what are we spending our time with and Mm -hmm. are we being lukewarm because it literally says in scripture he will spew the lukewarm christian like out Mm -hmm. of his mouth you know he's gonna he's casting that away from him and we don't want that to happen to us you know we don't want god to be like hey you didn't do your job like imagine the creator of the universe looking you in the eye and you see god with your eyes or spiritual eyes however it works for the first time and he's like yeah you're going to heaven great all right um but look at this that I gave you and look at that that I Mm -hmm. gave you and look at this and I mean you feel like think back to when you were a kid you know and you did something that you knew was wrong and your parents like disciplined you and then think about how much more that feeling Mm -hmm. has got to be amplified like when you're standing in front of the creator of the mm-hmm. universe with all that stuff. But think about the joy on the mm-hmm. other side. If he looks at you and he says, well done, good and faithful servant. That's something my dad always says is he lives for those words. Mm-hmm. He's always like, I just live for those words that when I, in a few years, you know, cause it's the, our life is but a vapor in a few years we'll be gone, you know? And he wants God to look at him and say, well done, good and faithful servant. Like mm-hmm. it says, it, he says he will in scripture, you know? Mm-hmm. And just imagine that Wow, I'm getting like a little, <laughs> I know. a little fired up just thinking about it. It's hard though. Um, yeah, I mean, we no one knows like exactly. Like we can't be like, oh yeah, if I got to heaven right now, that's what God would say to me. It's like, yeah. no, you cannot, cannot have that mindset. Um, but I was reading recently in Deuteronomy, and I was just learning so much about obedience. Mm-hmm. Uh, because Joshua, especially, um. But Moses, too, were very faithful to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And it says so many times throughout Deuteronomy, be obedient to me and love the Lord your God with all your heart, your all your soul, and all your mind. And I mm-hmm. think it's easy to kind of, without saying the words, kind of fall into that mindset of, oh, I'm being obedient to God. Like, I'm praying, I'm reading my Bible. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I am. But it's like, 
am I, like, are all my inner thoughts, like, my heart's desires are, is everything pure? Like, yeah. am I truly being obedient to the Lord in all that I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not going to go into a long spiel on that, but I've been learning a lot about, like, full obedience to God. Um, yeah. And I, I think that's been really awesome again this time of quarantine just to have that to examine my life and be like okay this seems like I'm obedient like I seem like I'm doing the right thing but my heart isn't in the right mindset so I'm not Mm -hmm. actually being obedient so what are the things in my life that need to change to be more obedient um but that's just a little rabbit trail I just went on sorry about that (laughs) guys do you Um, you have any extra thoughts because actually in 20 more minutes (laughs) we like talking we Um, do and we will continue to We do will so. continue. We will have many more Mayhaps episodes. But I think we should go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. Yeah, probably. So we love talking to you guys and hope you got a little something out of this. And mm-hmm. hope you guys were transformed, transported, informed, educated. But for tonight, Dara, are you ready? Mayhaps. <laughs>